And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA, it's Tim here with another edition of the World of Mythbits. Welcome to episode 210. We are um, probably ankle deep, you could say, into the 200s now, which uh, I'm, uh, I'm very thrilled to be a part of. Um, started in the, I think, the late uh, 180s. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm happy that people are listening in and seem to be enjoying uh, what, it, uh, what it is that I'm bringing to the table. And speaking of bringing to the table, the first place that I'm kicking off with uh, episode 210 is MythMart. I'm very excited about the changes, the things that are happening with um, the world of myth, the uh, the dark myth um, sales website. I can see Jump Straight On and immediately um, Jim Bates's book uh, comes at you uh, loudly and proudly. Uh, I can see... Um, the uh, cycling through, I can see anthology number four is still on sale. Uh, Alien of Orchard Lake. Um, then there's Gabriella Balcom's Down with the Sickness and Other Chilling Tales. Unwelcomed Stories of Hauntings and Possessions. Uh, the t shirts are there. Um, there's uh, Walter G. Esselman's Run, uh, Liberty Run 2. Uh, Musings, me, Musings from Me by Stephanie Barty, um, Processing Things by Michael A. Arnold, uh, Peggy Gerber's uh, 2021 Open Contracts Challenge um, winner. Uh, yeah, there's some, some great stuff there. Um, scrolling down the page, I can see a uh, link for Zombie Works publications, the t-shirts, I can see uh, the featured products, the Book of the Month Club, premium annual package. Don't forget, $275 excluding sales tax. Book of the Month Club premium quarterly package, $70 excluding sales tax. Book of the Month Club premium monthly package, $25 excluding sales tax. Book of the Month Club annual package, $110 excluding sales tax. So they seem like pretty good deals for some amazing books. So let's go, we've got jumping into new and pre-order, there's mention of the Book of the Month Club again, um, Almighty Church of the Duct Tape t-shirt, uh, the Alien of Orchard Lake, uh, Orchard Lake, sorry, I keep saying Orchard, oh it is Orchard, sorry Jim, uh, Down with the Sickness, Unwelcome, It's a Trap t-shirt, yeah, there's some, some really cool products there. So uh, make sure that you help the company that's trying to help you. And jumping on books, there's some great, great items here. Fantastic. Red Hills Green Vines and Dried Monkey Meat for dinner. Uh, Natural Instincts, Tales of Witches and Warlocks. 
Something Better by Jim Bates. Um, Dave's Story, The Missing Unicorn in the Land of the Zombie Fairies. What Will Be Will Be, a book of poetry by Randolph R. Lofgren. That looks pretty cool as well. Uh, Eternally, Eternally Bound, Jozo Mon's Pop Culture Exclusive by Stephanie J. Barty. Arthurian Things, a collection of poems. That looks kind of cool. Monsterthology 2. Um, there's... Yeah, another... So there's another a reprint of Eternally Bound, I reckon, with a different cover. Yeah, there's some cool pricing. And that's just like the, the first section of it. Um, lots going on. And then I uh, just wanted to mention the theme for uh, for episode 210. Thanks so much uh, to our fearless CEO, Looper. I've got um, What Makes a Great Story. So that's going to be the theme for today. Um, where are we? As for the Book of the Month Club. So Book of the Month this month for February is Red Hills, Green Vines and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. It's a true tale of a fantastic life. You can find the description on Myth Mart. Um, so Walter's live event has been postponed. I reckon it's postponed to the 11th. So by the time this goes live, I reckon it would have already happened. Um... And the comics are appearing in Comicult, an annual, an actual brick and mortar store, which is super exciting. So that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, very cool. Uh, and also, at the time of the messaging, um, Looper wasn't feeling too crash hot either. So I hope you're feeling better now. Where are we? Yeah, so we've got um, what keeps a reader interested. And Looper was actually asking what what keeps me interested compared to um, my daughters or um, what's a really uh, what's a really challenging thing is um, my son is sixteen and for ages and ages through primary all through primary school uh, all through probably the first year of high school we would read I'd read with the girls and then I'd read with my son and then by year 9 year 10 it was like do you want to read? Ah oh, nah dad I'm I'm busy like playing games like online games with my mates or um, the I've got homework that I need to do or that sort of thing so uh, yeah the I'm glad that my daughters have really still been keen for more nights than not for us to actually uh, sit down together and um, and read stories. <laughs> actually, I get uh, sometimes I get them to do the reading for me, but more often than not, I really enjoy doing the um, being the narrator, trying to uh, to capture the. Um, the characters' voices, or uh, or that sort of thing, uh, and quite often, what's really funny now is um, 
thanks to uh, the technology um, that my uh, my daughters are very very good at, uh, quite often I've got uh, some of their friends uh, joining in, listening in for story time as well. And what was a real thrill for me yesterday uh, was actually a um, a mother and grandmother. I assume it was grandmother. That's probably a bad assumption to make, but that's all right. As um, a, a mother uh, and a friend, let's say, uh, and the mother's two kids came in uh, to the uh, the library where I work, and I happened to be on the customer service desk, and uh, she actually said, you probably don't remember me, but I remember you. Years and years ago, you used to read to my son, and now he's obsessed with books. And he's obsessed with books because... I got inspiration from hearing you reading to the kids and then I, at home I tried to simulate that sort of same reading experience. So I was honoured, I was pleased pleased as punch to, uh, to hear, I was over the moon to hear that um, this mum had been inspired to share stories with her son uh, and now she's got a little bubs, a tiny little baby which is uh, which is kind of cool as well, um, but she was inspired to continue to develop that love of reading with her children, uh, and I was able to be part of that uh, that influence, that inspiration, uh, and now I've actually said, oh yes, we've we've still got story time. Like I'm still still doing story time. Sixteen years now, story uh, reading stories to to kids um, at the library where I work, uh, 16 years and going on strong. And I actually told her that um, Tuesday mornings, we still do during school term, we still do story time, I'm still there, I'm the one in the cape, uh, and I absolutely love it. And she's like, oh no, I'm like I'm working um, on Tuesday mornings and I've got nobody that's able to take um, the little baby in. Uh, I think was the son. What was it? it? Was after school. I reckon when she popped in. Most recently, I reckon she. Well, she said she was working, so maybe her kids aren't. Her oldest isn't at school yet, or maybe he is. But anyway, I mentioned that we do Thursday night stories as well. So hopefully, so uh, as I'm recording this, it's actually Thursday here in Australia for us, and. It is uh, the night that I do story time. I'm actually, I'm going to be juggling uh, a little bit um, late this afternoon. Uh, we have a um, a Vietnam vet who's actually appearing as a guest speaker. So I've got to introduce him and then I've got to scoot across to the children's section and I've got to try and keep them quiet enough so that Peter can actually do his, uh, his talk, his spiel which I'm, I'm really sad that I'm going to miss out on because he's, uh, he's a fascinating speaker, very interesting speaker. Um, but I also want to make sure that uh, I'm expecting a, um, a, a reasonably large group of kids to, uh, to come in this evening for um, bedtime stories. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thrilled that, uh, that we might be building on that love of literacy, that enjoyment of stories again, um, 
yeah, hopefully that goes that goes very well. Hopefully, um, yes, hopefully we're um, we're able to have um, a bit of a crowd regularly coming along to uh, to that sort of event. Uh, it's a great way to uh, to spend a Thursday night at your local library. Uh, good times, good fun, uh, and a little bit of silliness. But now on to the theme. Uh, and it's, this is a, a, um, like a prime, a great opportunity to actually reflect on, um, some wonderful stories, some wonderful storytelling, uh, Dawn, uh, Dawn de Braille, congratulations. I saw, um, something come through from Looper to say that, um, your new year's resolution was the January, uh, story of the month or, uh, or piece of the month. So congratulations to you, and I totally agree. The um, the concept, the story style, um, it was uh, was engaging. Some great, interesting characters for uh, for such a short story. Um, you were able to really develop the personality of your uh, your main story drivers. Uh, the concept was there. Um, the twist at the end, uh, all all very clever, all very very well done. Uh, so I just wanted to say congratulations to you, a um, a brilliant story and a uh, a prime example of what makes a great story. But I can't say that that would be something that would engage or would interest my daughters. They're probably the wrong age, uh, and they're also not really into the um the darker kind of tales whenever i'm writing stories i um i tend to uh, to save the the kids style stories um the happier stories um the stories with a positive twist or a positive ending uh i will share those with my daughters i will say what do you think of this where can it go um what do you think should happen next but the um, the darker stories that I write for um, World of Myth magazine uh, and for other indie publishers as well, there's a, a few others which um, there's some great opportunities to write short, dark, twisted tales, um, whether they're sort of a hundred words, uh, whether they're five hundred, whether they're uh, thousand three thousand five thousand um there's uh yeah there's some great opportunities out there to share that dark uh that dark inner twistedness of that's uh that's in uh in many of our souls and um they're not the stories that i i will share with my daughters they're uh they're more the stuff that i sort of share with my son uh, or my brother-in-law Ben, uh, he's um, he sort of thinks along that uh, that similar sort of mind. Um, he's recently been playing a uh, a computer game, which is based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, the that sort of um, twisted. Uh, science mechanic uh technology alien um 
the uh, Lovecraft? No, Geiger. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. The guy, the Geiger um, style of um, art. Um, yeah, and the like the stuff that he's shown me and the stuff that we sort of talked about. Ugh, the, yeah, it's very, very uh, inspirational, possibly in a bad way. Coming up with some very, very interesting tales. Uh, and it's that, that visual... Um, I reckon that, that visual imagery that sort of sparks that idea that you then try and capture in words... Uh, to uh, to share that horror, share that uh, that irkiness, that uh, that icky feeling. Um, I'm sort of grinning as I as I'm uh, as I'm talking to you about it. Um, yeah. So what I I guess it depends on who your audience is, um, and some of us can write one particular style, um, a- aiming at. Uh, one sort of area of of society, and we nail it every time. And as soon as we sort of step out of that genre, step out of that uh, that sort of style, we're uh, floundering a little bit. There, we're we're uncertain. But a great storyteller will still cr- tell a great story, regardless of uh, of the genre, the setting, um, what happens to the characters, who the characters are, and. Uh, and that sort of thing. Um, I have to say, talking about great stories, I'm actually really enjoying uh, a new television series which we've uh, we've stumbled across, my wife and I, uh, called Poker Face, which stars um, one of the ladies from Orange Is the New Black. Uh, I can't remember for the life of me her name. It's the lady with the um, the brown straw-like hair. Uh, she was a great actress in uh, in Orange Is the New Black, and I'm sure she's been in many many other things. But um, they've made her the main focal character of uh, of Poker Face, and um, we're finding that Poker Face is an interesting one. Uh, it's um, created, directed by the um, the same person that did. Knives Out. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. If you haven't seen it, you should probably watch it. Uh, it's a great, very cool film, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, very, very clever. Some great, uh, great actors in it. Uh, great storyline, and it has Daniel Craig as like the lead, uh, the lead actor playing the detective, and it's a great um, mystery movie. There's been a follow-up as well. Uh, there's another, um, I think, Knives Out Glass Onion, I think it's called. Um, that was good. That was all right. Kind of enjoyed that one as well, but not as much as um, my wife and I, not as much as the original uh, Knives Out. That was uh, that was very good. Um, but we're finding that Poker Face is back to the sort of style of the original Knives Out, uh, the way that, it's probably a little bit confusing for us at first, the way that the story is told uh, each episode, um, so it's not a movie, each one, 
Uh, it's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe, uh, each episode. Um, you've got the, you've got to watch the first episode, but then after that, each episode seems to be like a separate story. Um, but the first episode is paramount. It sort of gives you the background of the, um, the main character, um, what's going on, why she's doing what she's doing and, uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, and how she's doing what she's doing, um, but the like the episodes that seem to be following on, uh, I think we're up to episode four now. I reckon it's an eight episode series, first series that they've uh, they've brought out. The way that the story is told um, is quite cleverly done. Uh, it's not original, but it's quite cleverly done, and it's a, a well used mechanic. But the characters you really get engaged in the characters with each episode um and the story and the mystery uh is is always intriguing uh engaging um the um the setting is a um a fun fun settings sort of traveling across America um discovering more about the the type of people um and you you sort of assume that the um the the people that are introduced in the show <coughs> excuse me the people that are introduced in the show are genuine like they'd be um you could meet those types of people as you were traveling across America yeah, so that's um, talking about stories uh, and what makes a good story. Um, I think Poker Face, Poker Face, the episodes of Poker Face would be fun stories to write. Um, very clever. And what I love is the, the twist. There always seems to be a twist at the end. There's like a, a way that um, everything seems not doomed, but everything seems like it's not going to work out and then all of a sudden something happens that you're like, aha, yes, you you feel good, you feel satisfied at the end of each episode. Um, and you feel like everything's been resolved. It's sort of tied. It's like a great short story. Everything's sort of tied up at the end, but then there's something hanging there that makes you want to come back to um, to the next episode. Um, so stories, stories. I'm I'm really enjoying reviewing the magazines each month, and that's that's because of the wealth of variety of stories, of writing styles, um, of uh, of input. Um, the poet, the list of poems and poetry uh, seems to be growing. Uh, we slowly, we seem to be getting more artworks added to the gallery as well, which is very cool. Um, and the, like the, the variation of art as well. I mean, it's wonderful to see each and every month. We seem to see something come through from uh, from Dave's daughter, 
Zoe, which is awesome. She's a very cool, very talented young uh, young artist. Very well done. Shout out to you, Zoe. Uh, I'm always impressed with uh, with what you bring to the table. Your um, your unique uh, design, um, your unique art form. Uh, and I love the fact that you seem to, whatever it is that's on hand, you'll just, you'll grab. Sometimes it's like a clean white sheet of paper. Sometimes it's like a, a rule, like uh, it's come out of a, an exercise book. Um, sometimes it's, uh, it's computer drawn, uh, digital art. Um, just a, yeah, a, a great variety. But your images always seem to have a way of um, telling a story and I love the um, like the it's always character driven story um, very rarely is there any background with uh, with your images but the um, the figure that's in the picture uh, always has uh, has something to say and it's always very obvious to me but then the fun thing too is that it's my interpretation of what your story is that you're trying to tell. Uh, and that's what I love about a lot of the artworks uh, and reviewing the magazine and reviewing that, uh, that gallery section. You, um, of course, you see the, uh, the cover art first, but you never know who the artist is until you sort of delve deeper into the gallery and find out... Um, there's the um, the artist bio there that you can sort of read into and uh, and that sort of thing. And there are some very very talented uh, artists, very very talented artists that are submitting works to the world of myth, which I'm thrilled about. We're actually um, we're attracting some great works. We're attracting some very uh, clever, very um, amazing storytellers. Uh, and some incredible, um, very, very talented, very, very passionate poets as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just love seeing the, um, the different kind of artworks and the different variations of artworks that um, every month seem to be, like it seems to be growing, slowly growing in number. Uh, and of course, after my, uh, my initial review... And forgetting to review the reviews, I am now making sure a hundred percent that I get onto those reviews. Um, and Michael A. Arnold sends in some great reviews. Uh, really opened my mind to um, I'm learning so much about different artists and different writers and different poets, which I wouldn't even consider. Uh, sort of looking up or delving into or uh, or that sort of thing so i wanted to say uh, a big shout out a big thank you to uh, to michael for submitting those reviews each and every month um and for those of us who sort of wander down that rabbit hole um you uh i'm sure you're opening all of us all of our eyes and our ears and our hearts to uh to these um figures of history that have uh, that have actually gone before those create uh, that are um, so passionate about creating the um, the poets, the authors, the artists. Uh, 
and it's cool too. Um, the um, the January magazine had a comic book review, which uh, which is super cool. So I'm hoping to see more and more of those. There are some great, amazing comic books out there um, from the um, 60s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, um, 2000s, uh, through to modern day. And then, of course, there's stuff like American Smash that's, uh, that's coming out now. Um, the, um, the cover art, um, that, uh, Mr. David K. Montoya, um, showed me the other day for, uh, for upcoming American Smash, uh, it's looking fantastic, looking very quirky, very clever, um, I, uh, I am, uh, super excited to, uh, to discover what is, uh, what's going to come out next, well, from the mind, uh, the minds of, um, the team that's behind American Smash, um, and hopefully there'll be some more comics sort of coming out uh, from Dark Myth Publishing as well. Uh, I know that there's some great books that will be uh, on the uh, on the cards for um, for arrival to uh, to Myth Mart very very soon. Um, I did mention the um, the schedule for uh, for publication, the um, the loose schedule for uh, for publication. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing a, a contract come out hopefully soon uh, to hit my inbox for uh, my children's book, The Neighbour. I'm super excited to uh, to finally get that in uh, in digital uh, and hard copy. Um, that's a, a uh, that's been a real pleasure for me to be able to submit that story to um, the World of Myth magazine over five months and then to uh to yeah discover that um there's enough interest uh for uh for dark myth to want to actually publish it as a book um one of only 10 i believe that are scheduled for um for 2023 to come from dark myth publishing and of course, you've got, to, um, you've got to understand that there's a lot going on within the company. Um, yeah, and um, that it's not a huge team. Uh, and to think that they're producing this much material over uh, only 12 months, I think is an incredible effort. And uh, hats off to them. Hats off to all involved. Uh, I think it's very, very cool. Uh, and it's wonderful that the company is actually encouraging those that submit to the magazine and those that submit regularly to the magazine the, that there's another step forward in the process, that it's not just you sharing your stories um, month by month online, but that there's a, a further purpose to that. And that um, the World of Myth magazine can be uh, a great way to uh, to gather fans, to drum up interest, um, but also it's a great springboard from writing shorter stories 
and then moving on to the longer um, novel, novella, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's I, I'm feeling incredibly lucky that uh, that over the years of writing that I I've literally stumbled like a fool in the darkness upon these great opportunities. Um, and I'm grateful for the, uh, the incredible support from Dark Myth Publishing, from the, the whole Jazomon team, uh, but also from other fellow submitters to um, the world of myth uh, and also um, to other independent publishing companies as well. We've sort of created a, a bit of a, a family, a, um, a Facebook family, but uh, it seems more than that. It's more than just sort of sharing the occasional birthday photo or, or that sort of thing. You can personal message people. Um, hey, I've got an idea for a story. What do you think? Uh, what sort of, like, where could this go? Um, your, uh, your, have you heard of a call that's looking for these types of stories or that sort of thing. It's a real network and it's a real, um, I originally thought that, uh, that writers were going to be competitive, uh, and that they were very, going to be very guarded of their own ideas or, um, or of opportunities. Uh, and I've heard of that happening in, um, like the, um, the world of big name publishing companies that, uh, you sort of, you get a um, a particular children's author that I won't name. That's very, uh, very precious about how they're treated, or what sort of perks they'll get for coming to a um, a library or a hall or a uh, a community for an event or that sort of thing. There are um, some stars that have very negative star qualities. Um, whereas others, like the experience that I've had with many, many different authors coming to visit the library where I work, uh, I've had nothing but pleasant, wonderful experiences that, um, that everybody's been, um, yeah, really, really positive and really, really fun to work with. Um, I've been a, uh, yeah, an absolute pleasure. Um, and I'm hoping one day to, uh, to pluck up the courage to uh, to be able to be one of those uh, those independent authors that are sort of touring around, um, that there's enough interest and enough popularity uh, in my stories um, that I can become that sort of uh, that indie author that uh, the name sticks in uh, in people's minds uh, as a great storyteller and a uh, and a great writer. Um, with any luck. That's the big dream to sort of turn up, rock up at a barbecue and they go, are you that Tim Law? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, what are you working on now? Like I'm really, really keen to know because I want to, uh, I want to buy it. That, uh, that's the ultimate dream. So we'll see if, uh, if it comes true. Uh, and I'm sure, um, maybe not the barbecue bit, but I'm sure that that is the, uh, the dream for, uh, for many a writer, many a poet, many an artist, um, to be not famous, but
but to be known well enough that your name sells tickets, your name sells books, your name sells art. Uh, I'd uh, I'd love to make enough to uh, to be able to get by, to be able to uh, buy the cabin in the woods or uh, the house by the beach. Um, and to sort of duck off there with uh, with my beautiful wife, my muse, um, and, and even my family. Uh, I know um, my daughters love to, to sort of suggest, as I've said before, hey, the story could go this way, or what about if this happens, or, uh, or that sort of thing. So I, uh, I really love that, and I'd love to have the opportunity to just listen to the... Uh, the ocean, um, watch the full moon sort of rise, uh, rise over the, the ocean, uh, and just sit upon the sand dunes, um, and type and just see, uh, see what sort of ideas, what, uh, what sort of stories flow out from there. Uh, the ebb and the flow of the ocean inspiring me. That's, uh, that's a true dream. So, um, I guess I'll throw it out to you, to the listeners. Uh, what in your mind makes a, uh, a great story? Who are some of your, um, your favorite storytellers? Uh, and feel free to say yourselves, um, or, uh, or feel free to share, um, the, the wonderful support that you get from, uh, from family and friends, from children, from grandchildren, um, yeah, hopefully our families are um, are in our corners, are real um, sources of encouragement uh, and uh, and sources of uh, of ideas uh, that they help us to hone those skills to to uh, to generate what it is that we create uh, and to to help make it better. Um, yeah, I would love to find out. Uh, leave comments on the Facebook page, on uh, the World of Myth Bits, um, underneath the uh, the episode. I have to say, where are we? Just going back through. No, okay. Um, I have to say that um, looking at the World of Myth Bits. Facebook page. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of comments, and I would encourage you, um, please, if you're listening in, uh, and I, uh, I hope that um, I heard a little while ago that we had uh, had over a hundred regular listeners, and with the um, the monthly reviews, that uh, that sort that sort of jumps up to um, to 150 or so. So I assume there are people out there that are listening. Um, I would love to hear from you. So uh, yeah, please, please leave those comments. Um, and uh, I appreciate the, um, the appreciation and the thanks for uh, especially the sort of stuff. I try and be positive when I'm, uh, when I'm reviewing the magazine each month because I know as a writer myself, uh, that's submitting, uh, and an artist now. I, uh, I'm super thrilled. The, I don't know why, but, um, but 
but Looper sort of went, hey, I love your, uh, your zany, crazy style of art, uh, and I'm including it in the January edition. And hopefully, I've sent another piece, so hopefully that might appear in the, um, the February one as well. My fingers are crossed. I'm hopeful. Uh, I do know I did send something that um, Looper's basically shaken her head and gone, you know what, we did in the past deal with um, photography and um, amended photography, but uh, not anymore. It's um, And fair enough too. I mean, the, the piece that I sort of submitted was a um, an Agapanther photograph that I took from our front garden. And then I sort of scribbled in some eyes uh, on the phone and, uh, and a nose and a big uh, Ronald McDonald style, uh, big red-lipped smile with um, some stick arms and stick uh, sort of circular hands. Yeah, it's, um, it was... Uh, the best I could do with the simple paint program that I had on my phone. But... Um, yeah, I, I can totally get why uh, Looper's sort of gone, you know what, this time it's a no, but I'm super thrilled that um, my second piece that I sent through uh, and my third piece that I sent through, the second piece is included in um, the January edition, uh, Love is Blind and Hungry, and um, the third one that I did sort of the same afternoon um, these any ideas sort of pop into my head and I'm like yes I must that that must come out on paper uh, and it may it may not necessarily end up exactly the way that I uh, I sort of had it in my mind um, like my um, my image of the the Santa Claus with the whip with the frog face um, I tried to cheat and do like an AI, uh, get one of the AI apps to sort of create an image of a, a humanoid figure in a Santa Claus costume where, uh, holding a human face mask with a frog face with bulging eyes and the AI just went spastic and it just, oh, sorry. Can you edit that out, please, Dave? And it just went crazy. It didn't know what to do. It didn't know how to handle all the words, I think. Uh, but they were all the words that were sort of popping into my head. Uh, as a librarian, I guess, the key words, the things that, um, that I thought, hey, this is exactly what I want, and this specifically states what it is that I'm looking for. But the op the images that came up from the AI were nowhere near what I had in my head. So I drew it. I, I attempted to draw it, and I found that as I was drawing it in the time that I had to draw a picture, I wasn't going to get it completely coloured in. I was kind of going to get the image out of my head, but the final result that I sent to Steph to include in the magazine, which thankfully she did, wasn't a hundred percent what I was, what I had in my head. Um, 
but it never will be. I I don't think I'm that artist. Uh, but thankfully, I uh, I consider myself now to be a great storyteller. Um, and the images that are in my mind, I um, I can get down fairly well uh, through words. Uh, so I like to say that my uh, my words are my paintbrush, and uh, and that's how I paint my pictures with um, with storytelling. So I'd be really really keen, yeah, to to hear from you. Hear some who are you? Some of your favorite uh, favorite writers, favorite artists, uh, and what it is that you think makes a great story. This is Tim. Signing off from episode 210 of the World of Mythbits. Thanks for listening.